0: Florida coped with eight major hurricanes in 2004 and 2005, yet of the nearly 13,000 residents evacuated, no deaths were reported. What is Florida doing right? You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dr. Katherine Heyer, Associate Professor in the School of Aging Studies at the University of South Florida. Florida and Tampa, and director of the university's Training Academy on Aging. Dr. Heyer, welcome to the Clinicians Roundtable. Thank you very much, Susan. How many long term care hurricane evacuation related deaths resulted from Hurricanes Katrina and Rita?
1: Well, there were approximately 139 nursing home related deaths in the Gulf Coast states during Hurricane Katrina and Rita. There were an additional 23 deaths related to the, tra- the bus that had problems in outside of Dallas, Texas, a bus that was transporting residents from an, actually an assisted living that was evacuated during Rita. And those deaths were related to the combustion of oxygen on the bus, and they were unable to evacuate the residents quickly enough. Summarize Florida's track record. Well, Florida's track record is surprisingly good. In part, as you probably know, Florida has many, many miles of coastline. And the problem with being a peninsula stuck between the Gulf of of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean is that you're very vulnerable to hurricanes from both the Atlantic and from the Gulf. And Florida has a proclivity to many hurricanes. The bad news about that is that in 1992, when Hurricane Andrew struck in South Florida, it was the time that many nursing homes actually evacuated, and there were a whole series of issues that resulted from that major hurricane striking South Florida. Fortunately, it struck Homestead rather than Miami, but what ended up happening was a recognition that both the emergency preparedness for nursing homes and assisted livings, was not quite where it needed to be. And there was an entire review of both the evacuation procedures, the disaster preparedness for nursing homes, um, and frankly, for the whole building code in Florida. As a result of that, Hurricane Andrew, there were many reforms. And notably, Florida created a whole new checklist of disaster preparedness issues for nursing homes specifically. Incorporated in that was the recognition that the nursing homes had to work with the local emergency operation centers. And the local emergency operation centers or their management systems had to approve the disaster preparedness plans for nursing homes. That included their overall disaster preparedness in terms of evacuation plans, well, where the facility was located on evacuation planes and surge and wind zones, and It forced the nursing homes to be more conscious of disaster preparedness. So I think Florida's had, unfortunately, as a result of the proclivity to hurricanes, a history that's allowed it to learn lessons over time. So when 2004 came, Florida was well-positioned and had this history of nursing homes recognizing the need to be better prepared on average than the rest of the country. But even in 2004, four hurricanes in 44 days took its toll on the nursing home industry, and it made the nursing homes and the assisted livings recognize that they needed even more preparedness work.
0: How is Florida most different from other states in this regard?
1: Florida has a well-developed and very well-executed emergency operations system. The emergency operations system assumes that emergencies need to be treated at the local level. So by and large, Florida has reasonably strong emergency preparedness planning at a county level and or at the city level. But much more importantly, the state is very good and has a very strong emergency management system at the state level. That state level in particular, the what's called the ESF-8, the Emergency Support Function, which is uh, health-related. That function at the state level incorporates nursing homes and assisted livings into the health preparedness and the health facilities. So what that is a long way of saying is hospitals are not the only health-related facilities recognized at the state level. So, Since 2004, particularly, Florida has done a very good job of trying to both recognize nursing homes and assisted livings at the county level, figure out where they are physically located, recognize that it is a health care facility. And then at the state level, to work to monitor and basically make sure that nursing homes are entered into a database that allows real-time tracking of what's going on in facilities around the state. So. The Agency for Healthcare Administration, which is the agency that technically surveys and monitors nursing homes, that agency actually knows, for 92% of the facilities, knows exactly who's in charge, has cell phone numbers for the administrators, knows what kind of generator, if any, is in the facility, knows what kind of fuel storage they need, knows their supplies, knows the kinds of patients and residents that they have and is able to track and keep in touch with the facility if things start to happen and the facility needs some assistance. So it's an excellent system, and it's a system that I think is unique in the nation. I think other states are trying to copy that system or develop their own system, but it is a very well-developed system, but it is a system that has evolved since 2004.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Katherine Heyer from the University of South Florida discussing the success of Florida's emergency preparedness plan. Dr. Heyer, was this local focus absent in Louisiana?
1: Well, I think that What happened in Louisiana is complicated by the fact that I think places did not fully recognize the problem with surge. Um, Florida is actually not as vulnerable to the issue of surge as clearly Louisiana was. When the levees broke, there was massive flooding, and I think that it was not recognized how It might have been predicted, but it was not recognized how serious and how widespread that flooding would be until it was too late to evacuate people adequately. Describe Florida's
0: emergency communication system.
1: The major undergirding of that system is this system of emergency status system. That's the database that the state maintains of nursing homes and then assisted livings. And that database allows the state and the emergency operations management centers to communicate with facilities, both by cell phone, by land phone, if the systems, computer systems are still operating by email. And it allows both the uh, trade associations, the Florida Healthcare Association and the Florida Association of Homes and Services for the Agent, to work through both local people and through their their statewide systems. In other words, if a local nursing home Doesn't have the ability to communicate directly with the Emergency Operations Center. They can call a toll free number or they can get somebody to call a toll free number during a set time by the association's schedules and they can call into that number. And there is literally a work group that happens at a fixed time during the emergency. Usually I think it's 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And they can call in and tell what the needs are if they haven't been able to do that any in any other way and try to work through systems. It's very important to recognize that the emergency system involves not only – it, it needs redundant systems. You need to have cell phones I think satellite phones work very well and have been proven to be pretty effective but satellite phones can only work if they can be outside. You know, during the midst of a real hurricane and when the winds are still blowing and the rain is pouring down, you're not outside. And we've learned that landlines are very vulnerable to wind. So It's very important that you have satellite phones, that sometimes cell phones can work, but ham radios turned out to be very effective in uh, Louisiana during Katrina.
0: How does Florida's system dovetail with the National Disaster Medical System?
1: Well, the National Disaster Medical System is basically a federal system where the federal government is supposed to come in as basically the last resort, come in to support systems when the systems at the local and the state level are overwhelmed or cannot adequately respond. The National Medical Disaster System or Response System has fundamentally treated hospitals as their major client. It wasn't until Katrina that the medical disaster system really started to work and evacuate nursing home residents. And it's complicated for the Department of Defense and other places to work with nursing homes. Hospitals are known, and usually the transportation from a hospital to an area where the Department of Defense would help evacuate patients is not that far. Nursing homes are dispersed throughout communities, and the Department of Defense has Carriers or planes ready to help evacuate, but they're obviously not landing in the backyard of a nursing home. You have to still figure out a transportation system to get the residents from a nursing home directly to the helicopters or directly to the facilities and the ability of the National Medical Disaster System to work. And that's hard to do. That's very hard to do. More importantly, the mission. Of the Department of Defense never considered itself to be supporting nursing homes. Despite the fact that there are about 1.6 million people living in 17,000 nursing homes throughout the country, nursing homes have never been treated as the primary healthcare facilities. It's been limited to hospitals. And Florida has taken a lead, other states have followed, but Florida has taken a lead in acknowledging and recognizing nursing homes' importance in the healthcare continuum. That is still not true in most states. What
0: are the continuing challenges despite the progress that has been made?
1: Probably the major challenge that remains is the challenge of transportation. It is very difficult to organize the system of transportation to be reliable, particularly for evacuating nursing home residents. It turns out that during emergencies, even if nursing homes, and they're required in most states to have contracts for evacuation with bus companies or paratransit ambulances, that these are, during times of emergencies, they're going to be overextended. In other words, you may have the ability to um, have 100 ambulances in a particular area, but with all the demands from the nursing homes, the real need is five or ten times that number. And, of course, everybody's asking them for the same time. The second problem for nursing home residents is that as a result, actually, ironically, of Katrina, the Department of Transportation has tried very hard to figure out how to deal with, how to evacuate vulnerable people, and it includes elders, but it does not include nursing home residents. It includes primarily community-dwelling elders. And the demand to try to get buses and to contract for those services has actually reduced the resources for many nursing homes.
0: Dr. Heyer, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you
1: very much. My pleasure.
0: I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.